Okay, welcome back all you Halloween partygoers to the 5th annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host Otis and tonight I am joined by my lovely wife Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 1988, sweet Jesus, American supernatural horror film Night of the Demons. Yeah, we're doing it. Angela is having a party. Jason and Freddy are too scared to come. But you'll have one hell of a time. How'd they get away with that? I mean, you could just say Jason and Freddy. Oh. Might, might be Jason Johansson. We don't know who the fuck she's talking no, about. we know who she's talking well, about. Yeah, but, you know, it might be F- 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 Freddy Jones. It's the 80s. Nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Uh, for Sleepaway Camp Part 2 or 3, the girl walking, she has a backpack and there's a hockey mask on it. And a hand, a glove full of knives. Wow. And she's just walking. She's like... Don't tell anybody. Shh. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I guess as long as you don't say, this is Freddy Krueger. You know, no one's going to get grumpy about it. Not like these days. You say shit. They're like, I'm suing you for that. Yeah. People are dickheads now. Anyway, hit that music. <laughs> everyone this is episode 12 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon so like i say we find farm fresh movies movies a couple of years ago midway in the 90s or 2000s like disturbia and we all feel good inside and then sometimes ladies and gentlemen we find films from my past my sordid crappy horror movie past and i'm able to bring these movies and show katie and katie go huh eh. It's some of my favorite things to do in life. Show her the movies. The show her the movies. Oh, I know they're crap. (laughs) You know? They have all his favorite movies get shit on. Yeah, it's all good. I still love them. So, we are doing Night of the Demons. No, not that remake from 2009, the poop one that I watched and I was very depressed. No, the 1988 version. So, this was directed by Kevin S. Tenney. I have a friend, their last name was really close to this, and I was like, holy shit, he's rich. You're not rich yet. If you made Night of Demons, you're not rich. But but even if he was, he would have been, what, five? Yeah. Like. <laughs> All right, little kid. Okay, okay, Angela, this is where you rip out his tongue. And then you then you, you spit blood in his face. It's going to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still a toddler when this movie was being made. <laughs> so, Kevin S. Tenney, I looked up the filmography of this man and he did a lot of really shitty movies, but he also did a really shitty movie that we did, Pinocchio's Revenge. Remember that movie where that weird-ass Pinocchio doll is murdering kids? It came to life, and it murdered people. And it was Vern Troyer running down the street. That's excellent. And then got judo flipped, and that was the end of the movie. <laughs> it was the little girl the whole time. <laughs> It was wild. Dude, that flipped that shush. That girl got rocked, oh, man. Why do I love that movie so much? Yeah. It's, it's so, so stupid. It's so bad. It is really bad. 
Oh, man. Still, soft spot. Yeah. So, for the uninitiated, uh, this movie's about a group of high school students. It's so typical. And they throw a party inside of an isolated funeral parlor on Halloween night. Nothing funeral will go... Funeral parlor? Yeah. What it was Coffins every goddamn way. Yeah, but they never said it was a funeral parlor. They said so, it was a haunted house. I think part of it was a home, and it was... Also a, f- a funeral parlor? Makes sense to me. Got it. It was like the house from My Girl. Yeah. <laughs> some mortuary underneath. Yeah. Creepy. So while at this party, they decide, hey, let's do a weird seance. Not even a seance. They're just like, let's look at each other in the mirror and see our past lives. Oh, no. We said too many things or did too much. Now there's a demon trying to kill us. Th- that's it, man. So this movie, I'll tell you, this movie's butt cheeks. But... <laughs> It is legit a cult classic in the years past. This movie has, like, influenced so many other movies. So many different videos, people, actors, actresses have said, Night of the Demons, I remember this movie when I was a kid. It's fucking amazing. It's bad, but it's good. It makes me happy inside now. Katie's just laughing because I'm... I'm not gonna tell anybody this movie's the best movie in the world. It's better than Mandy. <laughs> I said it. I'll say it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Be- but why? Because it was an hour and a half, in and out. Yep. Done. It, it, it got you in. Showed you some pretty good kills. Um, it was pretty graphic. But uh, the acting's kind of poop. Of course it is. It was the eighties. The music was kind of legit. I liked it. But it, you know, something suffers. So I'm fine with kills and music. Actors, what's over there? I'm fine with that. If you show me, like, their head gets smushed in, like, rock on, you know? So, there... Yeah, I mean, it can't be worse than, what was that? Uh, Arkansas State Penitentiary... Sharkansaw State Massacre? Yeah, that was a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was an absolute <laughs> lot. Oh, the, the acting was better than that movie, so... Yeah. So, this movie is full of young actors and actresses that go off and do other Nothing. movies. Actually, they do a couple of things. But the shining star, for the, us, the young boy in this movie that Katie and I freaked out was one Donnie Jeffcoat Jr. But he goes by Donnie Jeffcoat because he is from Well Wild and Crazy Kids. And so we actually love this show from Nickelodeon Absolutely. times. Uh, in the early 90s, for you, you folks out there to Late don't know. Late 80s, too. Yeah. Because, honestly, right after he was in this movie, he would have been cast on that show or yeah. been heading that show. Yeah. So, Wild and Crazy Kids is a show where they just searched America for the wildest and craziest kids and did wild and crazy stunts with these wild and crazy kids. Kind of. They would go to, like, big area, like, areas where the population was big, and they would... Just say, hey, if you want to be on Wild and Crazy Kids, everybody come here. And then they would split the kids into groups, and each one of the coaches, which was like Donnie Jeff, uh, wow, Donnie Jeffcoat and Omar Gooding and a girl that was, it changed throughout, but the two guys always stayed the same. And they would like split into three teams, and then they would do all these different challenges. Some of them would be physical, and some of them would be like using your brain, uh, you know, like driving a little go-kart or something, or an RC car through a bunch of hoops or some shit. But it was the coolest fucking show, and it was always like, it was either the 
captains, like colored teams, or it would be like uh, kids versus grownups, and they would have like their parents and be like kids versus parents, and it would be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, this movie is. Yeah. So this movie's awesome. Well, that show is awesome. And we saw him, I'm like, son of a bitch looks familiar. And then we saw his name, I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even see his name. I saw that kid and I was immediately like, that's the kid from freaking Wild and Crazy Kids. I had a crush (laughs) on him for like my whole life when I was little. Oh my gosh. I was all about that dude. (laughs) So uh, we'll get through the story real quick. But I'm going to ask Katie, what did she think about Night of the Demons? I liked it. You have to watch this movie with a grain of salt because it is 1988 and it was, it was a B movie in 1988. So, you know, take that for what it is. It is not going to be the best acting. It's not going to be the best like graphics wise and anything like that, but it was decent. Um, A lot of the jokes were very dated. And the bully in the movie is very... He get canceled, for sure, immediately, these oh, days. He got canceled in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, but none of the things that he said would uh, would fly in a movie today. Like, <laughs> he was just... He was so bad. And so sexist and just awful. But um, the movie as a whole was solid. Yeah. Uh, honestly, everything Katie said, when I check out films, the older the movie gets... But especially from the mid-80s to the mid-90s, there was just this spot in time where they said some wild shit. And they did wild shit. But, like I said, you have to kind of think of it. Uh, I hate saying this, but it was a different time. I hate, hate saying that, but, you know, people should have common sense anytime. But it was a different time. Things were said that now it's like uh, maybe you shouldn't say that there's a different word for that but it's it was different and it always blows my mind how teenagers act in movies even horror movies back in the day just just act so different but i mean some things don't ever change you know who's get drunk and go to this creepy spot hey man let me touch your boobs and it's like i don't know john come on beth boobs let me see them boobs man well, if I don't see your bubes, I'll see somebody else's bubes. Oh no, you're a monster. That's that's the movie, you know? So, this film is 89 minutes. Yeah. It is in and out. The, that's what I'm talking about. The goddamn intro is like seven minutes long, and it's like almost the whole credits, and it's like cartoon stuff, and then they get in there. You can find this film on... Peacock? Is that where we watched it? I don't you, remember. You can, you can. You can watch it on Peacock. I don't remember. We watched it on Shudder. Oh, okay. It's just about everywhere. It's old enough that it would just be, you find it any goddamn where, probably on YouTube for free. Possibly. Maybe, I don't know, we didn't look. Yeah, but give it a shot. Like I said, um, this is very much a group film, like watch with your friends, you're like, Oh, absolutely. Like, this is stupid. Cause yeah, so you can laugh about all the dumb shit that they're doing. Absolutely. So we will get through this story pretty damn quick. Like I said, it's it's very typical, but if you think about it, it's probably not copying that many movies with its steps because it's from the 80s, you know? Like, the Friday the 13th and Freddy movies a couple of years before this. So, it, like I said, it, they probably thought they were forging their own path, but then looking at it from further down the street, you're like, oh... 
Well, they kind of did. They created the party. Well, maybe not created it, but they're one of the first movies that I can like place in the timeline that did a like teen party. Oh, absolutely. It's pretty old. Killers happened, like or a killer happened or a demon happened or whatever, and like crashed the party. Yeah. That's a common trope nowadays. We think of it as very common, but I can't think of very many things that prior to around that time where this where that kind of happened. Yeah, I'd have to sit down and like really go through a timeline of movies. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet up. When I always say this about movies, if you give me some person that doesn't really matter to the story and they die, it's a good way to start the movie. Or give me some type of flashback. We don't get either. Oh, we our comeuppance comes later in the movie, but we meet up with an old man, and he is walking down the street with his groceries, and then we see three people in a car: Stooge, the chunky bully of this movie; Helen, I don't know why she's with them. I guess they're friends. And Ooh, dating Stooge, I guess. Yeah, and Roger, uh, the black pirate, uh, only black person in this movie. Man, let's see how long he lasts. <laughs> so they are driving to a party. A party hosted by Angela. So Angela is the weird kid in the school. And I don't know the relationships of these kids in high school. Because they seem to hate each other. But then there's a level of like, we are friends. Or maybe it's like, okay, I know Katie from school. Like, we're in different circles. But I know her. She's kind of weird. But she's having this party and I'm going to go. I guess it's that level of friendship. But, yeah. But multiple times, they like, I'm going to fight you. But then it's like, okay, let's drink, I guess. It, like I said, eh, it's weird. But they are driving down the road. They see this old man with his groceries. And Stooge is like, hey, grab the wheel, Helen. I'm going to play a trick on this old man. Uh, he was supposed to show his whole ass, but he didn't want to. So they just had him pull his pants down and show off his Halloween undies to this man. And the man's just like, damn, kids, and shakes his fists. <laughs> he gets scared by another guy. Hey, it's Sal. We'll see him later in this movie. And he has a rubber rat, and he like wiggles it in his face. This old man has been scared multiple times within a minute, and he's super pissed about everything. Uh-huh. And then we see Judy, a very nice lady, a very nice girl, I guess. His next-door neighbor come to try to pick up his groceries and help him and at this point he's super pissed about anybody helping him and he calls her a little whore and get away from me you whore and she's like well excuse me you old bastard. Oh, fuck yourself yeah. bye and then we see the old man say don't worry they'll all get what they're what's coming to him tonight and he holds up apple and, and a pack of razor blades and fucking razor blades so for people that don't know for anybody was, born after the year 2000 yeah there was a running uh, concern. Yes. Newscasts and just PSAs that would happen during commercials around Halloween time. Yeah. About people putting razor blades in apples and giving them to kids on Halloween. So you take the biggest, healthiest bite of an apple and you bite into a razor blade and it's just stuck in your teeth and between no. the gums and you're dead you, you know? don't feel it when you bite into it and you chew your apple up but then you swallow it and it you know wrecks your throat yeah. because that's a thing that would happen yeah just like now when people are like hey watch out they're giving out like weed gummies to your kids and then i remember someone's like i'm not giving my weed out to children 
I don't even want to buy candy to give out to children because yeah. that shit's expensive. Why would I give out drugs I for, for free? I for sure am not giving them my drugs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Why would I give the kids my drugs? Yeah. I'm going to take them. Why would I, why would I give drugs for free? That's yeah. so stupid. But like I, I said. I don't even want to give my friends free drugs. Why would I give any, the kids free drugs? Yeah. But that's the thing. People think that, you know, folks are out there like, a little bit of cocaine for you. Cocaine for you, little boy. Like, who's doing that? Nobody. Waste of energy and money. But I don't know. So um, that storyline, that story thread just happens. And maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we'll see if that old man. Or maybe we won't. You know, we'll see if that old man got any kids on Halloween night with his razor blade apples. Razor blades. Razor blades. So we meet up with Judy, and she's getting ready for her sweet little dance or date dance with her boyfriend Jay. You can call him Jay, or you can call him Ray. But Jay calls Judy and tells her that they are going to go to another party. So they're not going to the school dance. The school dance is for. I for he said it's for nerds. Yes. And Judy's like, well, where are we going? And I would have said, well, fuck you, bitch. I was really looking forward to that dance. <laughs> I bought tickets. Guess I'm a nerd then. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. So Jay tells her that, hey, yeah, you know Angela? And, you know, Judy's like, oh, the weird kid. Yeah, what about her? Well, she's having a Halloween party. And she's like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Like, where's it going to be? At her place? No, um, it's going to be at Hull House. And she's like, the fucking haunted house? Like, all up on the, the hill, like, yeah, yeah. I can almost guarantee you that the directors and writers wanted this to be Hell House. Mm-hmm. And either couldn't get it past, like, the censors, like, whatever, or Hell House was already being used by some other property and they weren't allowed to use it. Oh, yeah. So, Hull, it's close enough. It might sound like Hell if you say it fast enough. Hell <laughs> yeah, House, Hull House, Hull House. Sounds like hole. Yeah. Hole house. <laughs> so Jay goes to pick up Judy and meets her little brother and her little brother. I forgot about the part when Judy was getting ready. Yeah. So um, these movies in the 80s. So. Chaos. Yes. And it seems like it was a prerequisite that you had to show some boobs. And if you couldn't show boobs outright. You show some ass. You show some ass. Because ass is like. Well, it's just butt cheeks, you know? It, you know. You just bend over and that's it. And we're done. So, actresses and, well, actors, but the one in here, he said no. But actresses, they, you know, they would do that. And hopefully, they didn't feel pressured, but they probably were. But um, there's scenes in this movie where Judy's getting dressed and her cheeks are out. Look great, but, you know what I mean? So, uh, but usually... She takes off her underwear... Out, uh, from underneath her skirt, takes off her underwear, and then puts on crinoline, but like, doesn't put on more underwear. No person, besides maybe someone who works at a strip club, or is a prostitute, would ever put on a petticoat without underwear. That shit is itchy as fuck. Yeah. Horrible. And then, from the closet... It's Judy's little brother. Well, she goes to open up the... She opens up the closet to, like, grab a shirt or something. So she takes off her shirt and just her weird bra that has see-through cups. And she, like, opens the closet. And her brother jumps out with a mask on. And he's like, bodacious boobs. Bodacious boobs, sis. 
I was like, that's hmm. fucking weird, yeah. bro. Don't comment on my boobs. And so, uh, while Jay is here to pick up Judy, uh, the little brother is just going in because this is his only scene in the movie. And so he is cracking jokes at everybody. No one is safe. The mom made, I don't know, what type of candy was that? It was like melted chocolate with like, there was like nuts Peanuts. in it. Yeah. And it looked like shit. It really it did. literally look looked like turds on a plate. And he's like, Mom, come on. No one wants to eat those dry poodle turds. And she looks so sad. <laughs> the guy was, the kid was such a dick to his mom. He was ragging on everybody in this movie. Um, but no, it's hilarious. But they leave. Uh, but not before Sal, the ex-boyfriend for Judy, finds out where the party is and threatens Judy's little brother's life. And so he's not that scared because he's like, I'll just call my mom. It's like, you can beat me up, but I'm going to scream for her before you beat my ass. And he's like, yeah, well, come on. Here's a shiny little dollar, bud. Tell me where they are. I'm like, a dollar? Motherfucker, give me more. And he's like, ugh. Yeah. Here's three dollars. And he's like, I guess. Fuck, three dollars in 1988 could buy you a lot. That's I'd like. Buy a four, house with this. That's like four or five tanks of gas. Right? <laughs> buy a house with this. <laughs> so, the crew head out toward Whole House. Now, we meet up with Angela and Suzanne. As they're grabbing supplies from the store. Now, I think you missed this spot, but Suzanne, her friend, was bending over and looking at something on the lowest level of the store. And the guys up front, the owners of the store, were like looking at her butt. And Angela goes by and is just robbing the place blind. Oh, I saw that. Okay. And then she like gives her friend like a wink and then they scuttle out. Yeah, so, so they got all their alcohol. Yeah, it was hilarious. And because they were just like, oh shit, a butt. And they're like, oh. And she's like, and they yeah. run away. So Angela and Suzanne, they head out to the party. Um, the groups meet up in different times because Stooge and Roger, their car breaks down while the tire pops. And then the other groups, they, like I said, I don't think they're friends in this movie because Jay and his car. Uh, it was Max and Franny they pick up. You know, Stooge is like, hey, can you give us a hand? Like, our tire popped. And Jay is like, oh. And starts clapping. And I was like, you piece of shit. And I told Katie, if we were in the car and the tire popped, and I was like, okay, here comes this douchebag, but he'll help us, you know. And he starts clapping and drives off laughing. I told Katie, we're going to get to this party. I'm going to bust a bottle on that dude's head. And then we're going to leave because I'm fucking mad. You're clocking that car like the Jeepers Creepers van. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah. Chase him down the interstate. Oh, I'd be so pissed. So everyone makes it to the party finally. And there's dancing and music and a strobe light. So if, boy, howdy, if you get strokes, man, you will die watching this movie for five minutes. And everybody's having a great time. Suzanne's dancing. All eight people at this party. Yeah. And Suzanne's dancing with everybody's boyfriend and showing off her booties. Suzanne being a hoe. Showing off her cheeks. And so the music dies because the radio runs out of fucking, what, D batteries? Yeah. Jesus, man. That thing was probably draining batteries like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Boom boxes in the 80s. Fucking what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> so Angela, she talks about holding a seance as a party game before they get into this, the food and stuff like that. And so... They hold up a mirror, and what Angela wants to do is everybody concentrates, and then the screen will go dark, and then you'll see your past lives. And I don't understand how you can do that, but fuck me, I don't know. So, as they are looking in the mirror, everyone looks away, 
and Helen, one of the girls, sees a demon in the mirror, and she freaks out and sees her dead body hit the glass, and then the glass falls, and everyone thinks that Helen did it somehow, because she has fucking telekinesis, I guess. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you did that, Helen, god damn it, you fucking bitch. And I'm like, how did she make the mirror fall toward her? But hell, I don't know. So, the group, they hear thuds under them, and the demon was in the crematorium and gets out. And so we get a cool vision as the demon is flying around the room. It's very much a Evil Dead situation. It comes out from the basement and is just like hauling ass up the stairs. I don't know how they did this. Probably slow, like recorded and sped it up. Because man, that thing is going up the stairs fucking hardcore. Like four in steps Evil at Dead, a time. Evil Dead, they put it on what? Uh, motorcycle. Motorcycle? Yeah. yeah. And just scoot it around. Something similar like that. They probably had it on a crane and just, like, swooped it really fast. And so, the spirit heads into Suzanne's body. And so, at this point... Yeah, I mean, this is the the perfect setup. Is it Suzanne first? I thought it was... Suzanne, her slutty friend. I thought it was Angela first. It's Suzanne first, and then she kisses Angela. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, Suzanne gets possessed... And then, as she is leaving the room, she's taking Stooge with her. I'm about to call him Peggy. Stooge with her, because she has to go potty. And she needs a, cha- a chaperone to help her. Actually, a big, strong man to watch her. And so, she heads off, and she kisses Angela. A big old kiss. And so now, the demon's inside of Angela also. The two couples, Max and Franny and Jay and Judy, they head off to, you know, get, get it in. Honestly. And we gotta explore the house. Wink! You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so they split off in different places so they can get it in in peace. And Judy, she, dis- I don't know how she just now discovers that Jay just wanted to have sex with her. But, because the whole time he's been trying to, like, he's filling her up and she's like, no, not right now, Jay. And not here. Yeah, not here. Bro, this is like, there's a coffin right there. I don't want to do this here. And he's like, come on, man. You know? And so Judy is super naive. Yes. Thinking that he was a good guy, but I mean Nope. Nope, not playing that game. I'm not gonna be like <laughs> No, I mean he, he could be a good guy and still No, no, I'm nope. good. I'm good. Nope. So Jay abandons her in a room and then the room locks her in. So now she is stuck. While this is happening, Roger and Helen, um, they don't want to be at this party. Uh, very much so for Roger. He's been in a scary movie for, at this point, 45 minutes. And he's like, I can feel the cold breath of death on my neck. And I'm like, yes, Roger, you're the only black person. You have to die first. So Roger's like, I gots to get out of here. They head outside. There's no opening to the gate. There's no fucking gate. It's all brick wall. How did we get in here? And Roger's like, fuck, we're stuck. And Helen's like, we're gonna die in here. And Helen disappears. Roger creeps inside of a car and falls asleep. Later on, Helen... Oh, he finds Helen, but she's dead. And she falls on the windshield of the car he was hiding in. And then Roger scuttles back inside of Hull House. So at this point, we see a lot of different things happen. Stooge is with Suzanne, and he thought he was going to get lucky. But Suzanne is in the restroom, and she is changing and not just like you know i'm growing up and i'm a teenager changes like a my body is full of demon energy 
and I'm doing weird stuff. Now, I don't understand why Suzanne, I don't know if she didn't want to do boobs or show her boobs, or I think I read something that they could only have so many, like, boobs in this movie, and their rating would have gone up, and so they did fake boobs. Still Something boobs. like that. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. but it's fake. I don't know. But Suzanne has a fake chest, and it looks weird. And she's like looking down. But it's for that scene with the lipstick. Yeah, but the before fake, that, no, but the fake boobs are specifically for that scene. Yeah, yeah. but it was weird. It was so odd. So Stooge leaves because the restroom's locked, and he hears glass break inside, and he heads in, and, and Suzanne's not there, and he's like, "What the fuck." So he heads back to the main room. So Stooge starts dancing with Angela because Sal's like, I want to leave. This is weird. Because Angela does an interpretive dance. And it's weird as fuck. It's a very weird dance. And so Sal's like, I'm good. I've seen enough. I'm out. So Stooge is dancing all sexily with Angela in front of the fireplace. But then they start to kiss. And then Angela bites his tongue off. And so... One down. Uh, Stooge is dead. Now Jay wanders off and finds Suzanne. Well, not dead. He's possessed now. Oh, yeah. Probably dead. Too. Oh, well, I guess all of them. Yeah. That already have the demon in them. That's fair. Yeah. So Jay wanders off and finds Suzanne. And she's got her boobs out. And Jay's like, sweet. I wanted boobs all day. And here's some titties. boobs. Titties! Yeah. <laughs> titties! So they start to get busy and Suzanne has started to rub lipstick all over her face now she made like a heart on her face yeah with so okay now she's, before this is before Jay gets there because she he comes up and she's like I'm not pretty I'm, I can't do it oh, yeah. blah 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 my like I just can't get it right and Jay's like but you look beautiful like your your lipstick on your face, all over your face is fine. You're not crazy. You're hot as fuck. Like, yeah. gross. And she, before Jay rolls up and says all that, she takes the tube of lipstick that she's been drawing on her fucking face, her whole face with, and puts it inside of her boob. Like, <laughs> like smushes it into her fake boob. <laughs> And it is just hidden there. It's so weird. Like, just full on, like, boop, boop, and she it's was, gone. She was like, don't eat this anymore. Boop. And it yeah. just goes in her nipple. In her fake chest. It was fucking weird. Yeah. So Jay gets busy with Suzanne. And then Suzanne's like, don't look at me. And he's like, what? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> and then she gouges his eyes out. So, uh, no, no, no loss here. Jay was. Piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. So, at this point, Cell comes back and he sees that Stooge, well, he's down and she's spitting out blood and, and spitting out a tongue. And Cell's like, oh my lord. And I gotta he, get the fuck out of here, bye. He runs off. So, the possessed Stooge, he finds Max and Franny, they were actually getting on, inside of a coffin. Um, yeah. And There's not enough space. Yeah. And uh, Franny gets her head turned all the way around in her body snapped hella quick yeah and then max his arm gets forcibly chopped off because the coffin wouldn't close and so stooge kept slamming it and then the arm came off and then I, blood loss i guess <laughs> 
at this point. So, Roger, Sal, and Judy are, are, still alive. are still alive, and they have been running around screaming. Fighting for their life. But they meet up, and so now Angela is super demon form, and she's laughing, doing the typical... Like, ha, 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 now you're all going to die tonight. And they're like, ah, and they're, you know, running full speed down the hallway. Um, at this point, a lot of things go down. So Judy is trying to escape from the demons because it's all her friends now are all demonic and dead. So she's trying to climb down the side of the roof. And so Sal actually saves her from Angela. And spears Angela off the roof like it's a fucking WWE match. And Sal gets impaled by a spike on the ground. And Angela's just dead. Or laying there asleep. And so Judy and Roger are being chased by the demons. And they head down into the crematorium. And they discover the truth about the demonic force that it was in the crematorium. That's kind of the source of it. And so... Angela and Stooge are breaking down the door, and so Judy gets an idea. She grabs a pipe that's pumping gas and ignites it and burns all of them when they head inside. And they like, oh, God, and they run off, so they have an opening. They head upstairs and are cornered by the demons, and Angela and Stooge come back. Um, they don't just get destroyed. They seem to be kind of indestructible at this point. Uh, Suzanne, Jay, Max, Franny, Helen, and Sal, unfortunately. It doesn't take much for you to come back from the dead here. So, Roger looks around, realizing that he has gone really far in this movie, and he's black. And so he's like, I might be able to make it. Roger just dives out of a window on the first floor. Just, and starts climbing up a wall. So this wall is covered in barbed wire. And Judy grabs one little armful, and she's like, ow, oh, it's barbed wire, I can't do it. And Roger said, see ya. And, Bye. And just climbs it with the barbed wire in his hand. With the quickness. He gets up that wall so fast. no type of shit. And he's like, I'm out. Roger gets to the top, and he's reaching for Judy. He's like, Judy, please climb up. I'll. You gotta get some type of high up here. And she's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And the demons are actually dragging Judy back down. Roger falls onto the other side of the wall. And he starts covering his ears because he's like, man, I messed up. Judy's dying right now. But Roger hops back up and gets a hand on Judy's arm and drags her to the top. And they hop over. Hooray! The sun rises. So they have been out all night. And the sun destroys the possessed corpses, and, I don't know, the demons go back inside the mansion, I Well, guess? the wall was like a demon barrier, because there was like a river. It was river. running water, yeah. Yeah, there was a running water river. It was like the boundary of... The boundary of the property, yeah. yeah. So they couldn't pass it. And so, the, the demons, well, they can't do anything during daytime, apparently. So demons are like, oh, oh, we'll be back in the sequel. They can only do shit on Halloween. Yeah. So, Judy and Roger, they walk home together... And they pass by the elderly man from the beginning of the movie. And he's, like, watching them. He's grabbing a newspaper and he's just shaking his head. Damn kids. Damn kids out all night partying and shit. So he heads back inside. And he eats one of his wife's homemade pies for breakfast. And he's like, damn, this, 
well, he, she's like, how do you like the pie? And he's like, man, it's all right. You know, grumpy. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I was up all night making that pie using those, you know, it's a fresh apple pie. And he's like, apple pie. And she's like, yeah, I use those apples that you had. And he's like, wait, what? And then he starts coughing and his throat just opens up. Multiple slits happen and he just dies from blood loss. And you see a razor blade come out of his throat. And then his wife approaches his body and says, Happy Halloween, dear. The, the end. I don't understand. He didn't give a fuck. He, he was a full-ass razor blade in his He was throat. an asshole, so. How did he eat that whole-ass razor blade? I don't know. If he it doesn't was, chew his food? Jesus Christ, man. If it was just, like, pieces of a razor blade, and he was like, ah, ah, and it was like, you know, pieces came out, I'm like, that's a little How more How did reasonable. she chop up razor blade apples and not see the razor blades in them? Oh, her face, she knew? Yeah, she just didn't She give wanted a fuck. him dead? She just didn't give a fuck. Oh, Bella. Bella's like, like, yeah, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> so, Katie, who was your favorite character in Night of the Demons? That's my boy Donnie Jeffcoat. Yeah. Billy... Uh, of course. He had, like, all of five minutes of screen time. The whole time, he was ragging on every person around him. He, like, talked shit on his sister, made some inappropriate comments about her body. Then he talked shit on his mom's cooking. He was, like, straightforward and talked shit on both of the boys that showed up to take Judy out. He did not give a fuck. Billy was was flying by the seat of his pants. He didn't care. He was awesome. And I I always laugh that that scene where Jay is picking up Judy. It's really funny. And I've seen people just chop that part out. And they were like, dude, this is fucking funny. This kid is just a menace. And I was like, yeah, he's he's a little asshole. You know, it's pretty funny. So I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the black man that survived this movie. Yep. Now... It's funny, I saw a video recently, and someone reviewed this movie, just the scenes with Roger, and they were like, now, every black person needs to take note of how Roger survived this. The second he sees something weird, what does he do? Runs the fuck off. Leaves people. Because he's like, y'all are safe. It's me, it's me that, what it wants. Dives out a window, climbs a wall of barbed wire to get out. No fear in that man's heart. And he scoots off. Roger was great because he did not want to be there, but he didn't bitch about it. He's just like, I just got to get out of here. I just got to get out. And when he found an escape, he didn't bitch about it. He didn't cry. He just climbed. Just keep swimming, man. And he got out. Well, the options are your hands are kind of fucked up from barbed wire for a while, or you get possessed by demons and die. It's not really a choice. Yeah, like, I'm, get, I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah, barbed wire is the choice. Yeah. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character in Night of the Demons? That would be Stooge. Uh, the fat bully Stooge. He was just kind of an amalgamation of all of the shitty, horrible 80s bullies that you've ever seen in yeah, any movie. They took... Crap. I feel like they took a little bit of every, like, mean bully from, you know, The Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire and fucking Porky's and all these different movies. They just took a little bit of all of the bullies and they threw it in and they created Stooge. Because not a single word that comes out of this kid's mouth is friendly or nice or happy. All he does is shit on people. He calls his girlfriend a bitch. Like... 
87 times in the first 10 minutes of this movie. It is wild. Stooge sucks. I, I'm going to say, I don't think that's his girlfriend. I think they're just friends. Or maybe it was his girlfriend. I don't know. But either way, he was mean as fuck to her. Yeah. But Whoever yeah. she was, I, they didn't really make it clear, I guess, who she was, who yeah. they were to each other. Yeah. But he was a dick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Jay. Because he was like, I just want to get it in. I don't care oh, where yeah. it is. Or who it's with. Yeah. Uh, his girlfriend said, like, no, man. Like, I don't want to, like, have sex in this fucking scary house. I don't want to lose it in a fucking crematorium. And he's like, like I'm out of here. And leaves instead of How like. dare you, bitch. Instead of like, okay, my bad. Let's get out of here. Go see a movie or something. And maybe Take I can... you to the date on the date that I promised you, yeah. which is the dance. He probably would have got it in if they went to that dance. Absolutely he would have. You know, but, you know, now, now he's a demon. So, you know. Yeah. He could have shown her a good time and he didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck you, I guess. <laughs> so, now let's do seven word synopsis. So, I have two of them. And mine are just like lines from the movie that just make me laugh every time. So, first one is, yeah, go eat a bowl of fuck. It made me laugh when I heard it. And <laughs> it makes me laugh right now. Yeah, it's, go eat a bowl of fuck. That's so fucking good. It's just like in Sleepaway Camp. Like, eat shit and die. He's like, eat shit and live. It, it's <laughs> such a good fucking line to say to somebody. And in my second one, it's not a quote, actually. It's just... When it happened, I was like, oh, okay. So it's the old lipstick and the boob trick. It's like, oh, yeah. To be fair, that is a trick. That is a thing that people do. But usually you have, like, a bra on and you stick lipstick in between your boobs. And honestly, if someone's doing the lipstick boob trick, it's actually when you, like, take lipstick and you put it up. Like, all the way up so it's as tall as it can be, and you put it in your cleavage, and then you put on the lipstick for oh, your cleavage. Okay. It was like a thing on Vine, TikTok. Yeah. It was like a challenge for, like, years and years and years ago. But I remember that being a thing. Okay. A long-ass time ago. Yeah. Katie? Okay, even though I hate Stooge, he said one of the funniest fucking lines <laughs> as soon as they got to this party. And I, as soon as he said it, I put pulled my fingers out and was like, was that seven words? And like counted it. He said, he literally called somebody Count Dingleberry, the flying asshole of Transylvania. Hell yeah. I la- Otis and I laughed so fucking hard at that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Some really good lines in this he movie. He was a piece of shit, but that was a funny ass line. And then uh, my last seven words is, "How do you like them apples, Grandpa?" <laughs> I don't, I don't know where they were going with that storyline. Maybe he was supposed to be more in this movie, or it just no, he was just an asshole. And then he got, he got his comeuppance. Yeah, he got fine. got man. Don't I be a dick. I didn't think the mom would get him, but I guess he was not a good husband. I guess I don't yeah, know. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this film came out September 9th, 1988. Boy, howdy. So, I could not find a budget. It's one of those old films that just no one really talked about how much it made. But what do you think the box office was? I said $2 dues. Not bad, Katie. $3.1 dues. So, this film, it didn't have a nationwide release. It re- released regionally. So, like, when... We talked about Night of the Living Dead, the original one, where it just, it happened in Pittsburgh, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it would just jump to different spots. 
or the original Evil Dead. It just sections of the of America, and it would move on and make money like that. So it debuted in Detroit market, and then it went throughout the country until June of 1989, and it made 3.1 dollar dues. Nice, that's pretty cool. Which is probably great for, you know, this movie was made in California, and then it they dropped it off in Detroit to be seen. So um, it probably added to the cult classicness of it because you couldn't find it anywhere you know yeah and it just spread and people like oh man it's night of demons movie it's crazy you know chick puts lipstick in her titty it's wild man you know stuff like that so i i could tell that it was just it's crazy a one review and it's funny from the new york times said the cleverest thing about night of the demons is its advertising campaign and that it is stupid it is sexist. At yeah. 89 minutes, it feels unforgivably long. Now, I don't think so. I disagree because we watched, uh, we've watched much longer, much shittier yeah. movies. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Very sexist. Uh, not very sexist. Yeah, it's very sexist. It, Stooge is very sexist. We've seen worse. I think we've seen worse from this time period in movies. But it is sexist, but I wouldn't say it's the most sexist movie we've seen. Okay. But yeah. Still not good, but yeah. So, uh, like I said, I I like this movie a lot, but I can tell you it's a mess. So, minority kill count. Uh, it would have been a one. No, it would have been. It is a one. It would have been a, a two. Ooh. It would have been a three. Oh, Sal. Sal and uh, Franny. Franny both died. So two. It would have been three, but my boy Roger got out. Yeah. Roger was not locked up. So the new number is three hundred. So the new number is 392 in a Tito Turtle in a house in a plane full of vampires. Okay, Bella, I know. Your tail's in the white baby girl. Sweet Jesus. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> She's so grumpy. So, uh, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Night of the Demons before we get out of here? If you like 80s horror, you should check this movie out. It was funny and... Some of the kills were hilarious. The prosthetics were pretty good. Like, the CGI was weak, but it was 1988, so, like, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, but it was good otherwise. The kills were pretty cool. Um, yeah. And a black guy lives. Like, that never happened. Almost never happens. To the point where, in the movie The Blackening, which we're going to cover at some point this month... You know, they make a joke. There's Part of the game is be the first person to name a black character or name a black character that survived a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody, none, no one in the cast can name one because it's very few. It's a rare Very few rare and far thing. between. But, you know, if you ever end up playing a creepy racist board game called The Blackening, um, you can say Roger from Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. Yeah. Because he lived. Hooray! Yeah. yeah. I, like I said, uh, there's so many points of this movie. This is very much a movie that uh, my cousin and I, we would watch. And I, you know, saw some really nice boobies when I was a little kid. Saw a lipstick go into a boobie. That was confusing. And I saw a lot of cool deaths. And uh, I got to see a black guy live. And my, my cousin was like, hell yeah, man, Roger lived. And I was like, he did live. We don't have to die in movies. Like, this is awesome. You know, it's always cool to see someone like you climb a fence of barbed wire and get free. 
you know, it, it's very um, inspiring, you know. <laughs> if he can climb that wall, I can go to work today, <laughs> you know. So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about demons or going to a party at a haunted house, uh, don't send that shit to me, but you can text Katie at Allentown Pod. We have an email address. AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So that was episode 12 in the pocket in the books out of sight. We have 19 more scary movies and we have uh, tons, tons of movies with the group and then Katie and I split off and, and our boy Greg, Greg's coming back. He's doing a really good, hopefully it's a good movie. I think it'll be good. You know, it's, oh, I'm sure I'll like it. Yeah, it's Ray Liotta's last movie, so I'm sad about that. But it, there's some really fun movies in the pipeline. So the music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort flipping the scene anywhere you can find them studio fetus thank you so much for the artwork so for katie for sleepy bella sitting in front of us thank you so much for listening and we will be back tomorrow with another scary film okay bye guys bye So, when you were growing up, was it, was there any other, like, fears during Halloween that you had to watch out for, quotation mark, watch out for? Oh, well, there was always, like, a, there was going to be drugs in the candy, right? You never eat anything that's open. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you can't eat anything that Unwrapped had an open candy wrapper. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's still a prevalent thing, and mostly yeah. it's not even... Now, my thought on unwrapped candy like that isn't even like, oh, somebody put drugs in it, because I know people aren't fucking putting drugs in candy. Like, that's so much goddamn work and a waste of drugs. But I don't want to eat candy that's, like, unwrapped or like was only partially wrapped at the factory, because who knows what kind of germs and shit got into that, or, like, whose hands have passed by that. Like, if you buy a bag of, like, dum-dums... You're always going to end up with, like, one dum-dum that just doesn't have a wrapper on it because they, like, you know, as they move around in the bag and, like, jostle each other, like, the, you know, one of the wrappers just comes off. I'm not eating that wrapper. Like, and I'm sure, you know, the inside of the bag was, like, made in a sanitary situation and all the candy was made in a sanitary situation or whatever, like, you hope. But I'm not even going to risk it. I'm not going to try it if it, if there's any part of the candy that looks like that it hasn't been covered and same thing with like chocolate specifically oh, yeah. uh like reese's peanut butter cups for some reason like the little ones the miniature reese's peanut butter cups yeah. and um kiss hershey's kisses all the time the little like tinfoil part like is not all the way covered like it hasn't fully covered the chocolate i'm not eating those ones if you have <laughs> exposed chocolate i'm not eating that candy yeah. And that's just a weird, like, germ grossness thing. Like, you know, pet hair, pet dander, all these things on my food that I don't want. Yeah. I remember, so we had those fears, and my mom was like, if I ever came home with fucking open fruit, she's like, you're not eating that. I don't know where that fruit's been. Somebody could have put something inside of it, you know? But I remember one thing that my mom had us do we didn't have normal bags we had pillow sheets pillowcases pillowcases to put our candy in yeah and my cousins they were older than me and they were like yeah you use a pillowcase because if somebody crazy comes up 
you it's can a use it and it, the bag won't rip and you won't yeah. lose your candy and you can fight somebody off. And I was like, oh shit. And so I've, even after when I would like trick or treat other places, I always had a pillowcase with me. And I remember Steve's like, it's not a pillowcase? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, what well, if grab your shit? You know, you can fight him off. And he's like, oh, shit. And I can see in his eyes, he's never had to potentially fight somebody for candy or his life. <laughs> so Steve, Steve was like, oh, shit. I will say another thing that I definitely never ate as a kid. I don't know. I can't really remember if it was like my parents wouldn't let me eat it or if I just didn't want to eat it because that's the kind of kid I was. I would never eat things that were homemade. Yeah. Like, for, for whatever reason, in the 90s, early to mid 90s or early to late 90s, I guess was the whole time that I was trick or treating. Um, there was a thing, I grew up in a pretty small town, smallish town, and there was like, some people would always make fucking like popcorn balls. Yeah. It was like a thing, like you would just like make popcorn and then like, you know, mix it up in chocolate or whatever and or sugar and combine it into a ball and like, you know, stick it on a stick or... Uh, put pretzels on it or whatever or make like a spider with like pretzels and shit and then put it in a Ziploc bag and like hand those out for Halloween. I don't know who the fuck told everybody to do that or told people to do that but we didn't eat those. No, I don't know anyone who like ate those things. Yeah. Like homemade candies. Like, like make it if you're gonna have a party I guess. Like your party guests will eat it because they came to your party like they can trust you. They know you. But I'm not eating like some random thing like my neighbor 10 streets or 10 houses down on my street made that's fucking weird yeah we um so i would trick-or-treat in my neighborhood which wasn't as nice and then we'd go over to steve's neighborhood and then there was an even fancier neighborhood they gave out full bars there and that, oh, yeah. was, that was the shit but it was always some nice old couple and they had i remember we got popcorn balls a little baggy popcorn balls and i was nice and i was like thank you so much and then i looked at them like i'll never eat this yeah it's just open. I don't know what you did. You could have put it in your butt and then put it in the back. I don't know you. But, you know, you gotta be nice because they, you know, I wanna make them feel good. Uh, even the house they gave out, like, fucking pennies. And I'm like, raisins. Thank you. Boxes, those little boxes of raisins. Yeah, and be like, thank you. You're lucky I don't have a fucking brick in my back pocket. <laughs> like, thank I you. I love raisins and I would be so upset if I got raisins on Halloween. This is a night of candy, man. It's not a thing I want. That's not, not a not thing nature's anybody candy. wants. Not nature's candy. Real candy. This is what I want tonight. But it's interesting because, like, now, like, there's a bunch of stuff on, like, TikTok and just the internet, YouTube and Reels and everything of people giving out, like, weird shit for Halloween and everybody loving it. Like, yeah. there's a family that gives out potatoes. Like, they just hold a 10-pound sack of potatoes at the door and they hand out, like, each bucket gets a single potato and all the kids like lose their shit over this one potato like that's funny or like people just giving out fucking top ramen like little little squares of top ramen like do you want chicken or beef at the door and honestly that's a brilliant fucking idea i would love to have gotten like a cup of noodles or some top ramen as a kid yeah that'd be cool like that's funny as shit yeah i think this newer generation of like families and kids they're just like that's pretty cool I couldn't picture my mom seeing me come in with a bag of top ramen. She's like, what the fuck is that? You know? I don't think she'd be mad. She'd be like, why did they give you ramen? Why not? Top ramen's you know? so good. She wouldn't throw it out of nothing. She'd just be confused. But now, families now, they're like, that's legit. You got a potato? Fuck yeah. You know? Sweet. We're eating that for dinner tomorrow. Yeah. So. 
Okay, guys, that was long enough. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.